Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, Episode 28, with Reverend Randy Anderson from Church Development. FCJ is a vehicle for that to take place. It's a way of of helping your congregation transform into a healthier congregation to be more than what they are. And it's it's not a cookie-cutter process. Hi, this is Nick Yard. I'm the Executive Director of Impact 2018, which really means that I am part of the discipleship development of the United Methodist Churches of Indiana. I am uh, glad, proud to be on the podcast, the Hoosier United Methodist uh, podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. that a strong connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The Hoosier United Methodist Podcast will help you and your church connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from successful pastors and people making a difference in United Methodist Churches in Indiana. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I am Brad, and I'm so glad that you joined us today on the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, where it is our mission to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana for the expressed purpose of living out our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we do that by telling the good news stories of our local churches and our programs and our ministries in our churches. And we talk to our lay people and our pastors and our administrators and our consultants. That's what we're doing today. We're talking to one of our church consultants, Reverend Randy Anderson, works in the church development area of our church. He's based out of Evansville, where he's served local churches in that community for some time. And he presently serves as the Associate District Superintendent of the Southwest District. And he also is on our conference staff in the area of church development. In particular, Randy is working with Fruitful Congregations Journey and the 2.0 format of Fruitful Congregations Journey. Now, many churches in our annual conference have undergone the program that is commonly known as FCJ Classic, or Fruitful Congregations Journey, basically a three-year process where a team of uh, lay folks and the pastor get together with uh, a coach and develop a ministry action plan over time. And there's study and there's consultations and, and coaching clinics that go on and a number of things that happen. And Randy is part of what's called the step one coordinator now of helping people process, helping churches process into a 2.0 format, which is where they work with us. He'll say more about this, of course, but it's basically a going deeper in the process of the fruitful congregation's journey over a season, say a few months or a year, where they really work with the church and the staff in order to be transformative in their mission to reach more people in their local communities for Jesus Christ and to transform the church. And he also shares a little bit in our time together about a new form of FCJ 
which is called FCJ Impact, which is specifically geared towards uh, smaller or uh, lower attendance churches, churches with attendance less than 70 people. And he tells us in our time together about how these programs are working and his role in them and how churches can get involved and how churches have been transformed by their involvement with Fruitful Congregation's journey. He tells some good news stories about what's happening in some of our churches, particularly around the area of radical hospitality. And he focuses in on how Fruitful Congregation's uh, journey process can be a vehicle by which congregations can be transformed to be healthy congregations. And it's really designed and be to be implemented in a very, uh, uh, a very particular way to the local setting of the church. It's not a cookie-cutter process. So he tells us a little bit about all these things in our time together and our conversation, which we have a great conversation about church development and things in his life. And he also also tells us a little bit about what keeps him enthused, what keeps him fresh in his approach to to uh, to ministry. Great conversation with Randy Anderson. Let's get into the conversation and our interview right now. Welcome to the podcast, and our special guest today is Reverend Randy Anderson, who is taking on some new responsibilities in the Indiana Annual Conference, having to do with uh, church development. So welcome to the podcast, Randy, and why don't you tell us a little bit what you're up to these days, where you serve and what you're up to. Good to talk to you, Jeff. Good to be with you, Brad. I uh, am finishing up my time in the pulpit at Salem on this coming Saturday, the, uh, or the, excuse me, this coming Sunday, the 12th of June. And beginning July 1, I will be half-time as the ADS at Southwest District and half-time for church development, working mostly in Southwest and West Districts, working in the redevelopment area. So you're working in church development and redevelopment. Tell us a little bit what that's going to involve, particularly some of the, the specific programs you're going to be advocating to help churches uh, develop and redevelop. All right. We're going to be finishing up. This will be the last year for the FCJ Classic. If you're familiar with uh, Fruitful Congregation Journey, it's been going for a number of years. We're beginning our last session of FCJ Classic, and uh, it's a three-year process. I'm going to be the step one coordinator for FCJ Classic. And beginning this fall, we will try to incorporate uh, a number of churches into that journey. We've also got a couple of things I'm pretty excited about coming down the pike, and that is FCJ 2.0, which will begin uh, in hopefully next year, which is a follow-up to Classic. But instead of all of the um, self-study, you're going to be working with a coach through 2.0, and it's going to be uh, taught by your, your pastors who will be trained by FCJ. CJ and by the uh, by the church development staff, and we also have impact, which is focused on the smaller congregations, those that are averaging less than seventy, and it's a fifteen month process, and we will be meeting every other month, looking at how we can become more adaptive in our change behavior, and how we can be more transformative in our mission in serving the Lord here in Indiana. Just for uh, an understanding, FCJ stands for Fruitful Congregations uh, Journey. It sounds like we're moving from one phase to another phase. How would you kind of assess the effectiveness of Fruitful Congregations at this point and what's precipitated the decision to move into uh, a 2.0 phase? 
Well, for those churches that have participated in FCJ, they found it to be beneficial. I understand, I don't know the exact percentages, but there's been an increase in attendance and in leadership. Uh, people have been more trained leaders that are coming forth in the churches. The reason that we're moving to the second phase is to not only assist those churches that have been in FCJ, but also to reach other congregations that, for whatever reason, chose not to participate in the FCJ Classic. But for the churches that did, there's a, a piece in that FCJ 2.0 that's going to take them a little bit deeper in their transformational process in making disciples for Jesus Christ. So if a church wants to get involved with uh, FCJ, Fruitful Congregations Journey 2.0, what kind of commitment can they expect? What, are the, what is actually going to be happening in the church if they just decide to get involved with FCJ? Well, what takes place from the church's standpoint is that a leadership team uh, commits covenants together to journey for a, a season, whether that be uh, 12 months or 18 months. In the FCJ process this fall, the FCJ Classic is a three-year process normally. It's about seven months of uh, shared learning experiences where you have a coach that comes in. Then from there you go to step phase two, which is a consult- consultation weekend. And that's where a team of, of leaders come into your church and they work with you and help you develop your ministry action plan. And after you have developed that ministry action plan, then you can choose to go on to step three, which is putting that action plan into implementation, and you work alongside a coach that comes in and and assists you, directs you, and and answers questions and helps you and facilitates you along that process. So the classic requires a little more participation than the other two. The FCJ 2.0 is going to be more of a self-study, as I'd said. The pastors are going to be leading that process. We're going to have coaches and consultants available to come in and work with the churches and provide what we call fruitful opportunities. Those are workshops, such as the one board model or uh, on stewardship or uh, on, on different areas of how we can participate in making disciples for Jesus Christ. There are a number of uh, fruitful opportunities that you can find on our website. Then the congregation themselves are the ones that share the information throughout the congregation. Those leaders that are participatory in the process share that information with their congregation and uh, help that process go. The implementation of, of impact is for churches. We, we ask for 20% or a minimum of eight people to be a part of the team for impact. And those churches, as I said, are congregations that average less than 70 on, on their average worship attendance and that are looking to go a little bit deeper in their relationship of kingdom building and deepening their discipleship walk. You mentioned uh, coaches and consultants. How are those folks uh, recruited, uh, and what's some training? What, how's that working so that we have you know qualified people, or or you know they they can provide the impact that is necessary for this? How does the coaching consulting part work in this? That's a great question, Brad. We have through, through church development, we. Uh, offer a number of workshops throughout the year to train coaches and uh, to equip facilitators to be consultants. And so three or four times during the year, you're going to see where church development 
is is recruiting folks that are that are having success in their churches, that are are dreaming big dreams, that are working in in areas that are not traditional to to reach out to the community at large, and then through these steps of uh, coach training, we bring in bring in some quality leadership for that, and for through the through the steps of workshops, through the uh, through the on the job training for say these coaches go to FCG, FCJ uh, consultation weekends and observe and participate and we give them experience in ways that they can go back into the churches that they're assigned to and work on a continual basis. So how are you coming on this? Are you getting some qualified people, some good uh, people to be coaches and consultants, and they're making an impact on the uh, on these local churches? We are, Brian. There are some tremendous uh, coaches and consultants that are working with with the uh, church development team. Some of them have been with uh, church development for three and four years. I'm new to this game. I start uh, July 1. I've been getting trained since about December and I'm meeting folks all the time that have been serving as coaches and consultants and it amazes me the quality of people that are out there working. I'm thrilled to be working alongside them and I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing in the future for church development. Randy, tell us a um, the church is often about telling a good news story that is reflected, the good news story of Christ that's in reflected in good news stories that happen in the local church. Tell us about how uh, FCJ or some of the other things that church development are involved with have come to fruition in an actual local church setting or some story that we can tell, a good news story about something good that's happening in this process. Okay. One of the things that I'm pretty excited about is the radical hospitality concept. Um, we're seeing churches that are, are understanding uh, what it means to be radically hospitable. And just this very day, a man came up to me and told me that he was in one of our FCJ workshops, and he heard something that he said made all the difference. There are two churches in his community, uh, a church across the, the river and a church, that and their church. And he said it came, to, came out in the workshop, the reality of what needed to take place was everybody knows that we need to care about people. But it's the churches that show that they care about people that are having the effect and the impact. And he said, we've come to understand that because of FCJ and the concept of radical hospitality and establishing relationships. There's a huge difference in knowing and in showing. So the move from knowing to showing, and if FCJ can be a means for that to happen, then that's a win, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think that's FCJ is a vehicle for that to take place. It's a way of of helping your congregation transform into a healthier congregation to be more than what they are. And it's it's not a cookie-cutter process because you start out with each church has their own context that they're a part of. They have their own core values. And so when they when they develop an understanding of what they truly believe their core values are and when they come to a, a realization of their current reality their context here and now that's where they begin to to begin the process of transformation if we came with a cookie cutter rural churches and urban churches just wouldn't operate the same obviously because of their location but each church can use this process as a vehicle to take them where they are to where God wants them to be. So you can take uh, 
timeless biblical and Christian concepts that don't change, but apply them in the specific context of where they're where they're located at, be it rural or urban or small church, large church, whatever it is. Exactly. So, Randy, you've kind of given us a, a pretty good background, a pretty good breakdown on FCJ and what that that specific program is all about. I'd like you to go macro with me for just a second in terms of the church development team and the church development efforts in the Indiana Conference. Give us a little idea of what the overall vision is. What is the purpose? What is happening with church development in Indiana? We have a wonderful director in Steve Klaus. He's a he's a tremendous leader and he's a great visionary. And he has broken the church development team down into two operating groups, the Alpha and the Omega teams. The Alpha team focuses mostly, well, mainly and mostly, on new church starts. They're working at developing uh, relationships with communities and helping churches that want to plant other churches and meeting with church planners and going throughout our conference and looking for areas that new church starts are potential. And, in fact, just in the last few months, we've seen some charterings take place of congregations that the church development has been helpful with and and very instrumental in, in birthing. And um, then the Omega team is more on the concept of redevelopment, working with existing congregations and helping them, again, to move in a healthier direction from where they are to where God can lead them. And the, the vision of church development, according to, to Steve's vision and, and how this is playing out with the team, is working out wonderfully. We have groups that are, that are working in the area of, of looking at new ministry and new church starts, ch- workers that are, that are focusing on church development and redevelopment throughout the conference. And I think this is going to encapsulate the entire Indiana conference because all of us can become healthier as a church and as a congregation and as a group of leaders, we can we can see transformation take place. And after all, that's what we're here for, to make disciples for the transformation of the world. Yeah, so if you give birth to things, to a, to a church that's healthy, it's going to grow. And if you help uh, churches that are not so healthy become healthy, they're going to grow as well. Healthy things, healthy things grow. Well, you touched on something else I wanted to touch on. You mentioned uh, just about our mission as a church, as a conference, and as a United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. How you see in church development and some of the things you're involved in, how's that coming to, how's that happening? Is it happening? And how's it happening? Oh, of course. I've been, I've been fortunate to be able to walk through uh, the, uh, the step one with my congregation because where I served in Evansville at that time, we were the only congregation moving in uh, fruitful congregation at that particular moment. So I worked in the, I was in the workshops with the consultant as the congregation went through that. And what I could see happening was people that had been believers for numbers of years were deepening their discipleship because they were coming more committed to following the, 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 the teachings of Christ Jesus. And they were becoming better, healthier leaders because they were committed to growing in that leadership. And as they as they got to know their relationship with the Lord and with the community better, their discipleship grew and their ability to relate the stories of, of their faith journey to the community around them. And so discipleship became a verb at that time instead of a noun for them. They became active in living out their faith and in the journey that they were part of. So that was just in my particular location. And I'm hearing that same story around different places in the conference. It's people are 
are saying, I didn't realize how much more there could be to my journey with Jesus Christ when I became a disciple and not just a pew setter. So in that process, you're seeing some signs of hope. Exactly. I'm excited about it. And I think we're going to see a movement in the right direction because of this. Not just because of church development by any means, but because of the annual conference, its focus, its commitment to making discipleship, and because we are so, so intentional about creating good leadership, clergy and lady alike. Leadership is key. Everything rises and falls with leadership. And you're a part of that process now. But if people want to get connected with you or with church development or learn more about the Fruitful Congregation's journey, how can they do so? How can they make a connection with you? You can contact a church development office by calling the conference office at 800-919-8160 and just ask to speak to someone in church development. And they will connect you with someone through the committee. If you would like to work with me personally, my uh, my email address is randy.anderson at inumc.org. And my personal cell is 812-568-4746. And you'll help get the ball rolling, won't you? I would be excited to do that. One more thing, Randy, I always like to ask my guest, what's something in your life that you just really love to do, you enjoy doing, you jazzes you up, gets you excited personally or in the church or a hobby or anything? What's something you love to do? I love spending time with my grandchildren. My grandchildren have really made a difference in my life and their energy, their enthusiasm and their freshness of life has reminded me to look for what's really important. I need to share the enthusiasm with the church that I serve. I need to look at every day as a fresh new opportunity and each day is a privilege to be a part of. So my grandchildren have taught me a valuable lesson about living out my life and my faith. Excellent. Well, thanks for being with us, Randy. Our guest today has been Reverend Randy Anderson. He is on our on our staff and church uh, and church development now, and also works with the Southwest District as Associate District Superintendent. And that he's been our guest today on the podcast. There we have it. There's our conversation with Reverend Randy Anderson from church development in the Indiana Conference and also the Southwest District Associate District Superintendent. Isn't he he a great guy? Doesn't he have just an infectious and such a positive attitude about the church and a hopeful way moving forward? You know, we have a lot of challenges in our church right now, but nothing is going to happen unless we have a positive attitude towards that there is a hope for the future and good things for the for the future for our church. And one of the greatest things that we can do is understand that there is opportunities in every one of our communities to reach more people for Jesus Christ. I hope you picked up on what Randy was talking about. Discipleship is a verb. We're not just pew sitters here. It's about taking action. It's being implementing a process here and how things like Fruitful Congregation's journey can help us get the tools and get the means which we need, the vehicle, as he puts it, to implement things in our local churches, design our programs, design what we're about, design our evangelistic activities to live out our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So there's a great infectious enthusiasm there, and and that's what we're about here on the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, where we look to strengthen the connection in the church 
for this mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we'd love for you to be a part of that process, continue that process by spreading the good news about the Hoosier United Methodist podcast, where we tell these good news stories. If you've got a good news story for us to, for us to hear, let us know about it. Connect with us through uh, through our website, HoosierUnitedMethodist.com, or through our Facebook page, Facebook.com uh, slash Hoosier United Methodist or slash Hoosier United Methodist Podcast. We've got both a group and a page there. And uh, you can also connect up in these ways. But please, 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 here's something you can really do is subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You just go to the search field in iTunes, subscribe and rate and review the podcast and tell others about it. That's what you can do to be helpful to us as we look to strengthen the connection in the church through telling these stories. Well, it's been good to be with you today on the podcast, the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We'll be back again soon with some more great stories of the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana as we tell stories of faith, of people, of ministries, of mission projects, of all kinds of things in the, in the, in the church to strengthen the, the connection. Because we follow the precepts, we follow the encouraging words of our leader, John Wesley, who is whose encouragement to us was always to do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as ever you can that's it for this episode of the Who's United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller we'll see you next time good people Thank you for listening to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We challenge you to be an active listener by subscribing and becoming a vital member of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast community. Visit us on the web at HoosierUnitedMethodist.com and chat with other members at Facebook.com slash Hoosier United Methodist. Until next time, continue to make disciples and transform the world.